0: Because the revolution will not be televised. <laughs> Check
1: it out. Welcome to
0: the NFL Network.
1: Good afternoon, or good morning, wherever you are in the world. This is another edition of the NFL Podcast with your host, Jay. And today, we got a lot of great stuff lined up for you today. Now, even though we have a lot of great stuff uh, lined up for you today, there's one thing I want to talk about, especially with how people are dealing with anger whilst playing Madden. Uh, This is something that came across in the group chat. Now, apart from that, before we get into that, we're definitely going to be talking about the recap of Week 13. The division title races, uh, the playoff bubble, and the outlook on most of the important games for Week 14, because I know some of the people are really impatient and they've already played it, such as the Browns against the Ravens, and the Broncos against the Panthers. Now, before we dive into the football aspect of things for this particular episode, I want to talk about the anger that man sometimes creates for the players, or... The coaches and how this is dealt with. Now, one interesting thing that we've learned is that Tim, the owner of the Packers, instead of throwing his controller or yelling, he oddly enough bites his pillow. Now, we came across some of the definitions of biting your pillow. It turns out that means you're kind of, eh, you know, not on the right side of the, the football in this case. But anyway. It's kind of weird everybody has their own little way of dealing with it especially with the way that madden is currently this year a lot of the different animations like when you're catching the ball and your receivers drop it especially one of the rain games now that is my biggest issue right there rain games in madden 21 when you throw it to your receiver it's a clear catch and they cannot make the catch to save their life because of the rain or whatever it might be anyway just wanted to get that out there everybody deals with a certain way of hmm, Anger me, uh, maybe ten years ago on Madden, I kicked a hole in my wall, punched a hole in my wall. My mom asked me, "Hey, what's wrong?" I'm like, "Nothing," and just covered up with my Eminem poster. Anyway, yeah, I was a big Eminem fan, still am, but that's not part of what we're going to be talking about today. Anyway, Tim's kind of like on the fence about things, but maybe we'll get him in for an interview to talk about his odd pillow biting. But we'll see what happens. Now, moving away from that, more of the serious stuff. We want to talk about the week 13 schedule recap. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to dive into a couple of the games. I'm not going to go into full depth analysis of every single game, but there are a few upsets here and there that we're going to be talking about. Now, for the very first game that I want to talk about is the Cowboys against the Ravens. Now, in this first game, we had the Cowboys face off against the Ravens. And in order to ensure that the AFC North would be within the Ravens reach, it was a vital game for Sweet Blues and his Baltimore team. Now, the Cowboys, who were, who were at 6-5, were trying to make a run for the NFC Wild Card, as the Eagles are out of range with their current 10-2 record. And the Ravens just absolutely dominated in this game against the Cowboys, and they were able to come out with a 38-14 win, which put them at the top of the AFC North before their game of the week in Week 14 against the Browns, which we'll cover later as well, because they just finished playing that game. Now... Most surprisingly, J.K. Dobbins, the rookie from Ohio State, the running back, had 18 carries for 126 yards and one touchdown, which was the thing that impressed me the most from all of the players in this particular game. Now, this kid certainly has potential to be a star in this league. Now, moving on to the NFC South, we had the, uh, the New Orleans Saints playing against the Atlanta Falcons. Now, In this NFC South matchup, we had the Falcons attempting to get back into the division title race, which has been pretty much locked up by the Panthers, who are currently 8-4 and and on a bye week. So this was an opportunity for the Falcons. Even though Matt Ryan performed extremely well, it was not enough for the Falcons to force a win as the Saints came away with a 24-21 win win over their division rivals. Now, Matt Ryan went 23-29, for 243 yards passing and three touchdowns. Now, it'll be interesting to see if the Falcons are able to make a run at the playoffs because at the moment, it seems that there is something missing and it certainly is not the offense. So we'll see how the defense kind of holds up with that until the offseason. We'll see if they get there. Now, moving on to the Browns against the Titans. Now, we just have a new Titans owner who has come into the AFC South and he's trying to prove himself now the browns faced off and they seemed to have a little bit of a struggle against the new owner especially in the first quarter the browns were unable to convert on any opportunities and they put up no points in the first quarter whatsoever and the titans took a three to nothing lead now after the first quarter however everything returned in the browns favor and they put up 17 unanswered points and since then the titans were unable to get back into this game now, the Browns managed to come out with a win in this game and improve the record to 9-3, which at this particular time and moment of the recording of the podcast, it ties them with the Baltimore Ravens for the division lead, which makes this, the Browns against the Ravens, a game to really watch. Now, just briefly going through some of the games, uh, the Washington football team beat the Steelers 37-14, to which put the Washington football team at 6 and 6 now and the Steelers at 1 and 11. So I think at this moment the Steelers and the Buffalo Bills are fighting for that very first uh the first pick of the draft basically. Now moving on to the next game, we have the Raiders playing against the Jets. Now the Raiders beat the Jets 31 to 14. No surprise there. Uh the Raiders now improved to 8 and 4 whereas the Jets have a 3-9 record now. Uh, the next game that we have on file here is the Jacksonville Jaguars, 6-5 against the Vikings. The Jacksonville Jaguars uh, came up with a 34-10 win against the Vikings, improving the record to 7-5, and five, and keeping a, cl- a close eye on the Houston Texans for the AFC South title race. Now, Bengals-Dolphins. We... With the Ravens and the Browns having won their games, it was important for the Bengals to win their games against the Dolphins in order to keep hopes for a division title race, or a close title race in this case. Now, the Dolphins, who were at 5-6 at the time of the game, attempted to get the record to 500 and try to make a convincing lead of the AFC East. East. Okay, East. You know what I'm saying. I'm not Mike Tyson here. All right. Cincinnati took a convincing 14-0 lead in the first quarter, But then everything went south. The Dolphins scored 21 unanswered points, and they held the Bengals to 7 points in the entire second half. Apologies for that interruption. All right. So the Dolphins managed to upset the Bengals and improve their record to 6-6 six and, six and possibly clinch the division, which is actually kind of unheard of if you think about it because you have a 6-6 six six record. You're leading the AFC East in this case, and there's no other team really challenging for the division at the moment. Anyway, this is going to be interesting because now the Browns and the Bengals uh, Apologies, the Browns and the Ravens are playing against each other, and then the Bengals are pretty much a game behind now. So it's really important to maybe have the Ravens lose against the Browns for the Bengals to maybe make another shot at the ARC North Division title race. But we'll look at that in a little bit. So we have the Lions playing against the Bears. Uh, The Lions actually upset the Bears, I would say, in this case. Because the Lions beat the Bears 18-17. to 17. Now, it was a low-scoring game. I think it was on the two-point conversion, which it ended on. Not entirely sure. But we'll definitely take a look at some of the other games more in depth. Now, we had the Colts playing against the Texans. This is deemed as the quote-unquote brother bowl in the NFL. Now, with some of the division rivals hoping the Texans would lose, I'm not seeing any names, but the Texans prevailed. And managed to keep their top spot in the AFC South for another week. Now the Texans are playing the Chicago Bears uh, next week. We'll see how that kind of pans out and see if they can keep the top spot on the AFC South and maybe get that division title. Now we had the Giants playing against the Seahawks. In this game this was crucial for the Seahawks as it would determine if they would fall out of playoff contention and the division title race. The Seahawks overcame the Giants and managed to keep the division title race close and creep onto the 49ers and the Cardinals. Now, the Rams against the Cardinals. In a close matchup between the Rams and the Cardinals, the Cardinals came out on top, improving the record to 9-3 in the division and taking the lead in the division for the first time in a while. Now, we have the Eagles against the Packers. Again, before I move into that, the Rams 28, Cardinals 35. So it was only a touchdown difference in this game. It was a really close game. Now moving on back to the Eagles against the Packers. We had the Eagles and Packers. Eagles 9-2 at the time, Packers 8-3. The Eagles and the Packers had a hell of a game, but the Packers were unable to convert on their opportunities in the most crucial moments of the game, and the Eagles improvised, uh, the Eagles improved, their record to nine and two, whereas the Packers moved to eight and four, still having a convincing lead in their division in the NFC North. Now Patriots Chargers. This is definitely an upset alert. The Chargers were attempting to close a gap on the Chiefs once again and playing against the Patriots. It was best time to do so. Unfortunately, it seemed that the pressure was way too much for Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Justin Herbert threw three interceptions in this game, which cost the Chargers a potential shot at getting closer to the Chiefs for the division title. The Patriots came out on top in this one, 30-15. Now, Broncos, Chiefs. The Broncos and the Chiefs, which was another game of the week. The division rivals and a chance for the Chiefs to finally make a statement as the division leaders in the AFC, East, uh, in the AFC West. Now, after taking a 28-10 lead, The Broncos were sitting pretty, but that prettiness did not last long as the Chiefs caused the Broncos to turn the ball over and the Chiefs were able to get get right back into the game. Now, the Chiefs have had a history this season of being big, being down big in some of the games, but always managing to create a huge comeback. But this time, Andre Person and the Broncos avoided this and they beat the Chiefs 38-36. Now, last game that I'm going to cover for Week 13, the Bills actually beat the 49ers. So for the first time in the year, the Buffalo Bills got their first win of the season against the 49ers. Now, although this was the 49ers playing against the computer, the Bills managed to get the first win of the season, which put a huge dent in the 49ers division title race. The 49ers are now 8-4. and four. Now, moving on to the Players of the Week for Week 13. In the NFC, we had McLaurin, the receiver of the Washington football team, who had six receptions for 277 yards and three touchdowns. On the defensive side of the ball, we had Kinlaw, who is a defensive tackle for the San Francisco 49ers, who had nine tackles and three sacks. In the AOC, we had Tyreek Hill, we had 5 receptions for 229 yards, 3 receiving touchdowns, and 11 rushing yards. On the defensive side of the ball, we had Marcus Peters, who had 5 tackles, and 2 pick 6s. Now, what I want to go into is some of the toughest divisions right now in the NFL. Now, we have definitely the AFC West, the AFC North, and the NFC West. So those are my three top divisions or toughest divisions right now in the nfl you have the afc west which when i'm looking at the standings in this case you have the chiefs who are currently sitting at 10 and 2 if i'm not mistaken now you have the broncos as well at the time of the podcast without the updates of the game but you have the broncos as well uh, when i calculate the win into it at 10 and 3 you have the chargers Are eight and three which i'm sure the chargers uh, are going to win their game but we'll see what happens with that and then you have the las vegas raiders seven and four now this is one of the toughest divisions in the nfl in my opinion because of the fact that it's so tough there is no team in this particular division um, that has a losing record and if some of the statistics are off at the moment don't blame me. Blame Data leaks. That's what I'm looking at right now because I'm not in front of my PlayStation. But anyway, moving on to the next toughest division, um, the AFC North. Now, the AFC North is insanely competitive right now, apart from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Apologies, not trying to throw shade, but it is what it is. Now, you have the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Cincinnati Bengals. So right now, you have the Cl- Baltimore Ravens. You have a 10-3 record. The Cleveland Browns, who are now 9-4, and you have the Bengals who at the time of the statistics, which are uploaded here on Data Leagues, are 8-4. So again, Ravens 10 and 3, Browns, 9 and 4, and the Bengals 8 and 4. So it'll be interesting to see who will take the AOC North, especially since the Ravens are playing against the Jaguars next week. And the Jaguars still have a lot to play for in the AFC South because they're literally just one game away from taking the lead back in that particular division. Anyway, moving on to the third toughest division is definitely the NFC West. Now, the NFC West in this case, you have the San Francisco 49ers who are 8-4 right now because they lost against the Buffalo Bills. Then you have the Arizona Cardinals who are 9-3. And, and you have the Seattle Seahawks who are currently 7-5. And then you have the Los Angeles Rams, who are, I believe it is six and 6-6 six at the moment. But I'm not mistaken. Again, Data Leagues doesn't update everything right away, so it's kind of difficult for me to just pick the last team. But you know what I'm trying to say here. But again, you have the San Francisco 49ers, who just lost their game against the Buffalo Bills, which now gives the Arizona Cardinals the lead in that division. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Now, looking at some of the not-so-great teams, we currently have the Buffalo Bills, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers kind of fighting all for that very first pick of the NFL draft. So it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top with that, but we'll see. Again, what's really surprising to me out of all those teams is definitely the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because you have Tom Brady, you have Bruce Gronkowski. Sorry. Sorry. Wow. You have Rob Gronkowski. I'm apologies. I'm a Buccaneers fan, so all of this comes back to me. Bruce Gradkowski. if you don't know him, he was a quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2005. Anyway, it's not relevant at all, but you know what I mean. You have, And now especially you have Mike Evans. You have Chris Godwin. You have so much talent on that roster, so it's really kind of interesting to see what is the issue there. So we'll try to get maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers owner on a phone call maybe try to get an interview with him within the next week to see what has been a problem this season now moving on to some of the games for week 14 already we've already had two games because people are speedy and impatient no i'm just kidding but it's nice to see everybody really active in this league and the there's just two games i want to mention really quickly you have the broncos who beat the panthers 38-20, 38 to 20 which really puts a dent in the Panthers division title race right now which might have an opening for the Atlanta Falcons in this case to make a shot at something in that NFC South but we'll see it's a it's a long shot because in that case the Panthers need to lose the next two out of three games in order for the Falcons to have a shot at the division title now we just had reports coming in from Manny Ross in this case, who reported that the Ravens beat the Browns 40-34 to in overtime, which has now put the Ravens at 10-3 and and at the top of the AFC North. So that'll be really interesting to see now how that division plays out. So we'll also be looking at the next Bengals game to see if maybe they can... Push past the Cleveland Browns in this case so we'll see it's 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 a really interesting division and we'll see how everything pans out now what I want to talk about as well is the playoff bubble now the playoff bubble is absolutely insane for the AFC right now we have a lot of teams who are above 500 and still they are not they don't have a chance at the AFC playoff wild card or anything like that but when you look at the NFC on the contrary, you have a lot of teams even below a 500 record who are still able to make the playoffs or even a wild card in this case. Now, understandably so, you have for the AFC and the NFC, you have seven teams in total from each division which are able to make it into the playoffs. Now, the problem is, as well, you have a lot of tough divisions in the AFC, such as the AFC West, the AFC North, which puts, uh, for example, in the AFC West, you have all teams which are above 500. And in the afc north you have three out of the four teams above 500 so you might even at the end of the season have three afc north teams make it into the playoffs now it'll be interesting to see what happens there we'll definitely keep you updated with all the latest games the playoff races maybe the tanking for the season but i just want to thank you very much for listening to another edition of the nfl podcast with jay And here's another song for you. Hope you have a wonderful Saturday. And good luck to everybody for the rest of the games.